up, good people? Uh, I have the extreme pleasure of welcoming whew, my sister to this show. This is uh, the most intimate uh, conversation that I would have had yet, and I can't think of a better person uh, than to do this with than her. I'm going to let her introduce herself, <laughs> um, but... <laughs> Just know that we're going deeper, man, with uh, stories of freedom, stories of striving, stories of growth, and Raven is a pillar of knowledge, uh, and I'm just excited to hear from and learn from her today. So, Raven, can you please introduce yourself to the people? Okay, hello, my name is Raven, and I rotate through titles, so right now I'm in the season of... Um, just being like a, a creator, full-time creator, full-time um, lover is just the season that I'm in. I know that rotates a lot. Um, I was a doula, you know, sometimes, but I noticed for me that my seasons rotate. So in this season, I'm just a full-time creator, just working on creative projects all the time and um, a full-time lover, which is you know, just spending this year of my life specifically trying to reframe what love is for me. So that's me. Yeah. I love that, uh, Raven, like this whole thing about seasons. Um, and it's scary to do, just say, nah, like this is the place that I'm aligned with right now. <laughs> that's where I'm going to lean. Um, have you always have you always been guided by seasons and just being comfortable with pivoting or is it something like new that you're stepping into just to make sure you're standing in your purpose or your, your intention um, at a given point in time? Um, I don't think I've always been guided by seasons, even though like the term seasons is a term that I grew up on, um, especially being in a Black Christian household, we knew about seasons like you know, it's a time for good. It's a time for bad. That was something I always grew up knowing. So I knew like we had seasons in our life of good lives of good moments, bad moments. But um, I would not in my past life, I would not be led off of my intuition, off of my guidance. Mm -hmm. I would let the outside world affect my season. So that looked like me a lot of times betraying myself and staying places uh, that I should have already left. But I'm thinking like, oh, maybe this is just my season of going through this tough moment. So I'm supposed to stay here and work it out because, you know, it's my season, it's my season. And I realized like, hello, this is not my damn season because <laughs> I'm really betraying what my intuition is saying. So I am now in a place where I am season-led. I know that seasons come, but I'm also intuition-led with it. So I'm listening to my intuition truly and be like, okay, yeah, like it's really my season to like sit my ass down. I'm not really supposed to be doing too much. I am supposed to be, I know like right now, oh, it's my season to always create, find stuff to do. But if it's something that's heavy or it just don't, excite me I'm really not supposed to do it so I'm really practicing saying like hey I wish I could but I can't and that's really hard for me but yes. it's what I have to learn how to do <laughs> yeah that's um you hit a bang um uh, because it took me decades to realize that just like you I grew up in a Christian household right black Christian household and a lot of times we hear like um this trial I'm going through, I'm supposed to, <laughs> so that it can teach me something. Or like, like we had, we 
we were kind of tied to uh, fall in love with pain because it was our season of growth, right? And I'm with you, like, more recently, I've realized, like, I shouldn't be struggling and, like, I shouldn't be killing myself to get to the other side. Like, maybe it's a sign, like you're saying, that um, I got to put it down, right? Or I got to shift. So I think it's super fire uh, that you are, and I'm doing the same thing. <laughs> that you are um, practicing that note, right? And practicing saying like, yo, like I got limitations on that this season and I can't fit that in um, super, super fire. And it's not easy, I'm with you. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't, I no longer agree that like pain is power. Like, like when are we gonna have ease? Like when are we gonna have, that's, that's my new affirmation that I can learn all my lessons without pain so um I really affirm that when something like because a lot of times for me I can look back and be like okay I've seen situations or I've seen the chance where I could have left or did it different mm -hmm. or spoke up sooner um because I do feel like I'm a highly sensitive person so I feel like I'm very intuitive which means like I, and I, and which, which has been, you know, a lot of my challenge is being so sensitive to the point where like I read facial expressions, like, hold on, do you, did you really mean what you just said? Cause your face is saying something different than your words. So being that type of person that I knew times like, oh, I could have left or I could have spoke up or whatever, which would have prevented me from being in that hot seat. So now yes. when I get that first nudge and there's no pain, I'm like, oh, this is the sign where this is like, leave early, exit now, go like, nah, -uh, you get in your signs. And it's like, I can leave now because I don't have to keep doing this when I know that it's not leading in the right direction and that it will it's going to eventually cause pain and it's like i don't have to learn a hard lesson no more with pain i can learn this lesson now which it doesn't bring you pain it brings you sometimes you know fear of speaking up and rejection or whatever but it's like oh okay it's still not pain um so it's learning how to maneuver new feelings and i feel like that's what i'm supposed to be is a filler i'm like oh I'm pretty familiar with all the feelings that a lot of people are afraid to even touch. So mm -hmm. I just, I don't know, I wear it as an honor now. I'm just trying to see it different. But pain is a feeling that I'm not trying to feel. So it's like, yes. how can I get around not feeling this, but yes. feeling some other things that still yes. teach I'm with you, Raven. And speaking of pain, like you're one of the first people, if not the first person I ever heard talk about trauma response, right? And now I am um you know like into learning it more and trying to recognize it in myself but can you break that down like what is trauma response or what are trauma responses and how does that show up for us when we're in these situations where we're uncomfortable and we're trying to either protect ourselves or force ourselves through uncomfortable situations yeah so um trauma response is really just how we respond to trauma and a lot of times a lot of us respond in a trauma response and it's not until later we can go back, like we said, through learning, like, oh, shit, that was a trauma response. But a perfect example could be um, in the past, like with criticism, somebody can give me criticism. And because I was a highly criticized child, um, I would take something that could be constructive criticism, like, hey, girl, it was a typo. And I'll be like, I could take that and respond to it 
and be like, it's just shut down. That could be a trauma response, just shutting down from it. Now, I don't want to now, all of a sudden, Raven's not posting no, no more writings on social media because somebody critiqued one writing and that hit a trauma for her, which is being yes. critiqued. If you are overly yes. critiqued as a person. Um, and I think that's something now, knowing how uh, in my life, because I'm the person now where I feel like I call my own shit so nobody can ever, ever call me out. I'm, I'm very self-aware. And I know that I have a lot of trauma responses in my past. I'm like, oh, in that moment, that was a trauma response. I did not sit down and process everything, right. which is something a lot of people don't do because we don't even recognize in the moment what's going on. But once you become aware of it one time, now you can sit down. And like recently, I can say to some talking to somebody like okay do you still want to continue this conversation because it seems like you're triggered like you're upset and if this conversation is too hot right now we can revisit it well in the past we're both just going at each other which is just responding to trauma now you yelling I'm yelling you can't be hurt I don't feel hurt I never feel hurt so now I'm about to over yell and scream because you gotta hear me because I don't feel hurt I've never felt hurt but you don't yeah. feel hurt and it's just like now nobody's hearing nobody and I feel yes. like that's the problem with yeah. the world with society and I try not I try to again that that mentality of um you could fix it all you could save it all which I know I can't I try to just go all the way back down home like and that was the problem with me I was not hearing myself and that's really be the problem on big scales like people aren't listening and hearing themselves and it's because we're listening and hearing so much um yes. And sometimes it gets confusing of who voices who and what voice is right. And, and, and for real, what freedom even looks like. Because a mm -hmm. lot of us, you know, somebody paints it this way for us a long time. And I've been in that seat. We're chasing that. Like, well, you know, if it looks like this, this is my freedom until you get there. And you be like, this ain't nothing free at all. Yes. So it just all goes down to like, we're just really not listening to each other we're just we just want to be heard and that's where I'm trying to also take seats so, of I want to really hear this other person but before I can even hear this other person I have to hear myself and I've been saying that a lot in this season to people um losing relationship or even analyzing is this is this a relationship I want to preserve or fight for and and, and move forward because the type of person I am now, I want to, I want to be in relationship with a certain type of people. Um, I no longer want to feel like I have to question my worth or question, you know, I no longer feel like I have to uh, go give reviews of my messages before I go forth. And I no longer want to feel like, you know, I have to practice in front of you guys before I go out into the world. So I've been really analyzing who I'm in relationship with and really even asking people like, do you understand? Like, I am not the same Raven yeah. and we all have to mourn her because she's Ooh. not here. And I think it's been hard for a lot of people to mourn Raven, not just me. A lot of people are hurt because how Raven has responded without yeah. realizing that Raven's a new Raven. And it's shocking because they're like, oh my gosh, how dare you? say that or how dare you you know stand up for yourself essentially how mm -hmm. dare you speak your truth how dare you 
you know, just walk away from all we had. But it's like, cause it's a new Raven here now. And this Raven don't wanna just be fighting to survive anymore. I want a life of thriving. I want a life, I dream of my life where I am not just in survival mode constantly, that I am just resting and thriving. So that, that, that ha to get there, I realized like, damn, I gotta mourn the old Raven. And it's like, damn, a lot of other people have to mourn the old Raven too, if they still wanna be in relationship with me. And yeah. even for those who don't, they still have to let go of who Raven was to you. Because if right. you're not in relationship with this Raven now, you don't know her. And yeah. it's been a journey of mourning the old me. It's, it's, it's not easy. And I think um, a lot of people, for one, even tell myself, like, what, what we do, this journey of saying, I really want to come home to myself it's a journey that most don't do. And that's when I had to recognize that this journey is scary and most don't dare to take it. Um, they live in prisons all their lives, mm. pointing their fingers at you. And mm. it's like, yeah, freedom can be something that you're inherently jealous of. Mm -hmm. But I even view jealousy different. I view jealousy of a taste or a glimpse of that's something you can have too, if you want it. I stopped looking at jealousy as like, oh, I want her life. I more so look at it as like, I want that experience. Right. So if I see black love or whatever, and that's what I did before I got here, before I got with the person I'm with now, I used to see people. And if I had that feeling of like, oh, like, or what some people might identify as jealousy, I stopped taking it as like, oh, I just want their life. Cause it's like, you don't know what people are going going through behind the scenes so it's really what what i'm seeing what i'm projecting so it's really whatever the information i'm giving that image or that moment uh because they're only giving us a certain much but we'll take that picture now we're we're reading so much into it and it's really once you read into it it's all what you desire so i just take those moments and i'll say obviously my body my soul my soul my spirit is telling me i deserve and i can get that so what do I need to do to aim to get that so it's like if I know I want a love that is free that means if I have love around me that's restricting I have to let it go because this isn't free love so once I started realizing like damn I really am the master like it's just moving it but but people always talk about moving it but they never talk about how hard it is to mourn once once you moved it and that's that part where I'm stuck it's like I've moved all my pieces and now I'm mourning them while my new pieces are coming into play. And I just feel like you can't really enjoy your new pieces until you're truly mourned. And mourning takes time and that is okay. And that's where I'm at. Like it takes time to just mourn. Yes. It's the whole book of uh, Lamentations. I remember my chaplain told me that when I was deployed. She was like, um, the whole book of limitations is a book of lament, which is just sadness. She's like, it obviously has to be an important, you know, feeling for it to be a whole book about it. Like it's just a season of sadness. So going back to seasons, I do believe that there are times where we are just supposed to mourn and shed and those feelings aren't bad and it's not nothing inherently wrong. And that's why I stopped looking at like, oh, it's something wrong with me because it's, three years and I'm still having a hard time. It's like, girl, 
It's just a journey to get to the other side. Mm -hmm. It's just a journey to get to the other side. Um, and you're right. We don't talk about this enough, right? Like, I felt, I felt weird for, you know, something happening five years ago that uh, it's still hard for my body to get over. You know, I still, every single day, you know, I take um, an antidepressant pill in the morning and I take uh, one for, one to combat anxiety every single morning. And when I move away from it, I might be okay for like a couple weeks or a month, but I'm always back there. And like, uh, the truth is like, this is the journey, you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> Uh, it's not easy and we can feel to your point about lament like we can feel bliss and sadness at the same time like that's that's how that's how complex life is like we can have a season of love and still be mourning and grieving other things at the same damn time at right? the same damn time you know we don't talk about their seed enough you think it's just you right and we get on the defense like you said right <laughs> and we lash out uh but it's because like talking about this kind of stuff takes vulnerability, right? And I, I'm telling you, like, I'm very honored that you're even comfortable enough to share these things that you are, because you know, nobody, you're not owed anybody an explanation, but for you to give us a lens into like your process, your healing, your thoughts, um, it's super fire and it's not enough for that into the world, in the world. So uh thank you for that, hundred percent. And just cycling through those emotions, like I, I listened to something yesterday and uh or a few days ago um because I really been stuck on sisterhood and you know uh friendships and the journey of what that looks like and how tough it can be for some people I give myself grace for that too I used to beat myself up all the time like I cannot keep a friend I'm such a bad friend and then I just realized like oh my gosh like right you were never modeled friendship right friendship is like normally the first kids get their essence of friendship from their parents yeah. They get their essence from everything from their parents. It's just attachment. Um, and it's two theories we have. We have authenticity and attachment. And a lot of us grow up where we have to trade in our authenticity for a type of attachment. And Real. that's what I did. Just to get attached, I'm going to trade in my authenticity. And sometimes that leads us with bad attachment styles. So a lot of us will see, you know, anxious attachment, you know, but a lot of us don't have secure attachment. And it takes a long time to get to a place a secure attachment because secure attachment is something that is supposed to be modeled between infancy and seven years old and it's like mm. I, I, I was getting slapped across my head at seven like what the world like I could not speak up for myself I could not talk back you couldn't even say like the things that my daughter can say to me now I would not have teeth if I say and it's crazy watching her say like can you please not you know I can grab her arm and she can say like don't grab me like that and it's her body. And I really want her to tell, like, can you not grab me like that? Because mm -hmm. I want her to be able to model that anywhere. And if she can model that to her mom, the safest place ever, she can yes. model that anywhere and know, like, do not grab me like that. Like, I, and, and that's something I'm going to keep instilling in her, in my Black son and daughter, is yes. that you have full autonomy over who you are and what you want to be and how you want to do it. And it's not that you can't teach discipline and structure because we still do. It's just right. that letting them know that who they are as a little individual matters, their thoughts, their emotions, their moments, because it's in those moments that we're shaping the people we are today. And that's the biggest moment of why I went through my whole life feeling like 
I was not singing, I did not matter, I did not have a voice, it's because during those moments, essentially I wasn't. And it wasn't like overtly like, oh, shut up, you don't matter. But it's just in everyday black rhetoric in the household. Um, it's just in cap, you know, how capitalism shaped a lot of our families where your parents are always working, they're not home, you don't really have a deep authentic connection. So when you start to meet that as an adult, or when you start to dive deeper into connection and you like, hold up, this is getting scary. How right. authentic, how, you know, how authentic it is, how vulnerable it is. A lot of us retreat, run, and just, we just don't know how to ask for our needs because we just were never taught. And I'm on a steady journey of not only doing that, but doing it radically and yeah. saying like, this is my space and something happened to me right a lot of things have happened to me and they changed me and I do not have to be resilient anymore because resilient is bouncing back the same that's for small things like you know getting a flat tire on the way to work or something but to things that have happened to me like domestic violence like rape like childhood sexual abuse those things shake me in a certain type of way and this is how they shape me and who I am in this moment, I'm gonna love all of her. So that's taking a pill to get through the day. That's some days I don't take a shower, I don't wash that. Yesterday going to, you know, the VA and asking for, a, you know, start my therapist journey again, even though, you know, I was scared to start that over, but it's saying like, you gotta love yourself in every phase, girl. Like, and a lot of us are waiting to get to our highest self and the person we are, we're trying to hide because we're like, oh, we got to wait until we're this person to get this support. But it's like, no, you deserve it every day. Yeah. Every day you deserve the support, the love. And that's one thing you taught me. And that's one thing I learned in my relationship that I'm going to love you while you still mourning, sad, suicidal. Like my man is like, girl, please, like, I'm going to love you. And I'll be like, I know this is going to be overwhelming. So if you want to break up or whatever, you're like, what? Like, because I realized that's what doing life is with people you love. That's accepting their seasons. That, hey, my, my partner going through a season and uh, I can't fix that season for them, but I can be of support. And this is the strength that I can show up in. And that's something else, you know, just understanding how can I show up for you? And I might can't show up for you like that in this season, but I can show up for you like this. And some of those seasons are more active than others. And that is okay. And just all of us being able, each individual being able to speak up and have that full autonomy, we will be better lovers, better family members, better friends, better siblings, better parents by saying, this is who I am and this is how I can show up for you. And that's something else I preach to my kids. I teach them early about emotions and mommy's sad and these are tears and, you know, I'm hurt. And now they're very, my daughter's very, at four, very emotionally aware. Like, I'm just sad. I'm just frustrated. And it, it hurts me that I can't figure it out. And I'll be so impressed. And I'm just like, okay, I'm doing it right. I'm doing, doing it right. right. You're doing it right. And shout out to love. Shout out to safe love, man. <laughs> shout out to enduring love where you can just be, right? Like, just be. Uh, I'm so happy for you, Raven. And you deserve it 100%. And like, that's ease. Like, like that's what we need. We need for it to be easy to live and be and heal and cry and mourn. Um, I know, I know what you're saying, sis. Uh, cause I, and we talked about this song, right? But like, 
I felt the same way, like my bouts with mental illness, and I'll just be like, oh, am I getting your nerves? Like, oh, it's, you know, but like, meanwhile, he Googling on YouTube, like, how to, like, respond to people who are depressed, because, like, he would say things, I'm like, no, don't tell me it's going to be okay, like, don't tell me to, like, suck it up, you know, uh, but you're right, like, they have to show up differently in different seasons, and, and the real ones do, right, um, anything you want to share about how that feels, like, loving, uh, you, you, I think you call it the season of being a lover, right, like, how does that season feel? <laughs> it feels good, it's, scary at first it was scary like questioning myself like you know is this real you know because um I feel like anybody of my experience I feel like I loved to the capacity that I knew love um I never went into any anything like oh I want to hurt you of course so yes. I think sometimes when you go into love again you could step on old wounds and that's why I always say like love can bring you to the door morning because it's like, oh, damn, first dates again and finding out, you know, for me, because everything with me is deep. It's like, wow, you know, this is, our, you know, for me, like, it could be something that's going to the mercy room. Like, wow, this is our first moment of us going to the mercy room together and this person experiencing me in this light. And I could be scared. Like, do I want to go deeper with this person? Because like I said, it can be scary because that person can leave you. They can turn into a monster. They can hurt you. And then I, I remind myself to, number one, go off actions, go off consistency, going off what I model, go off, you know, what I'm demanding in my life now, who I am in my life now to talk that fear away. And then I normally just jump off the deep end. Um, it's like everything radical I want to do. So it's like, babe, let's dance, babe. So it's like, you feel that little nudge in you that's like, just start recording him, you know, you know, talking because he's talking about something exciting. It's like, oh, and it's like, oh, this is what feeling in love feels like. So it's like, just start singing to him a song. You feel it in your soul. And I feel like that's how true love is. It's like, you feel it in your soul. But a lot of times you be afraid to show it because you don't feel safe. But the safer you feel, the more you're going to jump. So I've yep. been in the season of jumping and loving, writing love letters and doing things that I never thought I would do when it comes to myself and safety. Um, like we rapping in front of each other, like we, we yes. doing poetry. And it's like, this is vulnerable to me. This is nakedness for me. And I'm showing you like my art, my I'm singing. Like, I'm, you know, we, we telling these deep stories and it's like, damn. And what I told myself is, you know, you can't possess it. Um, because people can change anything can happen but I'm past those moments because I'd be like I know my man ain't changing I don't know we like that I know we good but I even think about death because I've experienced losing people like my father he it was a you know he had a stroke and died and that was somebody I wanted to build a relationship with so it's like even in life I tell myself jump because you never know you can't possess even if you can't possess them physically like we can't possess them literally here on earth so you just never know. So I never want something to happen to this man or something to happen to me or anybody who I'm in a relationship with. And that person did not know how much I love them. And I feel like, oh, I should have said or I could have said. So I'm just like, I'm saying it now. That person would know if something happened to me or if something happened to them, they'd be like, well, damn, I know Raven loved me. I knew Raven rocked me. Like that was my dog. Like she sent me pictures. She's silly. I seen parts of her that 
she didn't show the world. I seen she leaned on me in a way she didn't lean on others. And I could come to her in a way that I can't come to others. And that's what I aim to be, that special person to just the light that I am to that person. I show up differently to each person. Each connection in my life is different. And I want to be who I want to be in each connection. And in each of them, I'm loving everybody deep. It's, I can't help it. <laughs> Amen. I love that. Ashe. I'm so, 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 so happy for you, Raven. Um, legit real talk, y'all. Lower shedding is happening today in Cape Town, and the, the power is going to go off any second now. I could talk to Raven all day, man. Um, but I'll, I'll, I'll close it here at this gym. Raven, I want to have more conversations with you. I want to uh, I don't know, I want to share space with you more and more and amplify your lessons, not so that you can save everybody, right? But so that you can um, continue to like process out loud and help other people realize like, nah, this is what this shit look like. <laughs> you know, oh, this is what this shit feels like. Oh, this is okay. Because uh, you're a force, mama. You are a force. And uh, I wish you so much light on your healing journey. Um, I'm always here for you about that. Yes. Uh, you know what you're doing. And I love you so, so much. Love you too, sis.